Good morning, everybody. You are watching or listening to A Cup of St. Joe, where I serve an espresso shot of teaching and devotion to St. Joseph during Pope Francis's Year of St. Joseph. And today is the last day of Pope Francis's Year of St. Joseph. And I'm very grateful to have Father Joseph join me from EWTN. I've seen some stuff EWTN has put out over the past month and over the Year of St. Joseph. And I thought this would be a great way just to end the Year of St. Joseph with a priest named after <laughs> Father Joseph. So uh, welcome uh, to A Cup of St. Joe, Father Joseph. Great to be with you, Father Edward. And uh, we've been together a few times at EWTN. I've been down for a few different shows and so uh, been able to meet you and, uh, and talk with you live and in person. So that was always a, a great joy and blessing uh, for me to be down there. And I know I've been talking um, with Jeanette Williams and she's thinking about having me back down uh, next year sometime. So I'm great. already looking forward to that visit mm -hmm. and uh, I've never been to Hansville yet. So my hope is to make it to Hansville this time, build in an extra day to make that trip and uh, visit Mother Angelica's grave or visit you know her shrine and such. So um, I know that for you, your diocese, much mm -hmm. like the diocese of Green Bay, had the year of St. Joseph long before Pope Francis declared the year of St. Joseph. So what was it like for you already having participated in a year of St. Joseph to then have this additional time uh, for this year dedicated to him? Yeah, so I've been learning a lot about St. Joseph. Some wonderful uh, books have been coming out about St. Joseph too to help us grow in our understanding and devotion to him. We know that the uh, scriptures don't say a lot, they say some things and important things that we can learn about St. Joseph, of course. But um, I think we need to deepen our understanding and how he really is a model for us as priests. He was living, you know, a celibate life with Our Lady and serving Jesus and serving Our Lady, and also for laymen and uh, just a model for a worker. And as my recent article said, a patron for a happy death, too. And there's a little connection to your own family life there, isn't that, that you shared about in that article? And what's, what relationship did St. Joseph, per, what, what way did St. Joseph play into that uh, as you experienced the death of a family member? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so last November, I had gone home for my youngest nephew's wedding. And my father unexpectedly took uh, a turn for the worse with his health. And I was with him the last uh, week of his life providentially. You know, we're 800 miles apart. But providentially, I was home the last week of my dad's life. And it was really a beautiful time. And we just shared our love and affection for each other and prayed together with a, as a family. And uh, so I couldn't help but think of how Joseph is a patron of a happy death. Well, my dad, in his little prayer book that he had, he had this little prayer book that was held together with strapping tape. And he had my ordination card there on the inside cover, which he obviously prayed every day for me and for priests. But inside was paper clipped, a prayer for a happy death. And it was brown with age. It was obvious that he used it. I think he used it probably every day. And I mean, what more could he have had uh, provided for a happy death? We had a massive viaticum around his hospice bed with my mother, my sister, and her husband. 
Uh, we prayed the rosary. He had an experience of Our Lady when praying the rosary where he suddenly opened his eyes. And I said, what are you looking at, Dad? And he said, the Blessed Mother, the Blessed Mother and the baby Jesus. And um, so really, that prayer was answered for him. You know, those stories of someone passing from this life and into the next and what happens in those moments and what happens right before, you know, I think they're powerful testimonials to the fact that God is real, that the supernatural is real. And uh, when they're shared, as you just shared that story, it really shows the power of God and the presence of Mary and the angels uh, in our own life, especially at that hour. And to think he prayed for a happy death. St. Joseph is the patron of a happy death. And Mary, mm -hmm. we ask her 53 times a day in the rosary, you know, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. And that was the grace that truly he was able to experience. Now, one of the things that EWTN did, they did a little show called St. Joseph, Patron of a Happy Death. And can you tell us a little bit about that 30-minute show about St. Joseph? Yes, and so, you know, this is an important thing that um, throughout the centuries, people have meditated on the fact that we are mortals, right? Which means, mortal means we will have an end to our lives. And so it really, if we reflect upon that, and we ask ourselves the question, well, what's the goal of life? What's the meaning of life? What am I here for? Is it just meaningless existence and then that's it? No, we know that it's much more and that's what our faith teaches us. And so a happy death, and we can only speak of a happy death because Jesus has conquered death. And because he has conquered death through his own passion, death and resurrection, we can speak of such a thing as a happy death. And uh, so St. Joseph shows us that because he died in the arms of Jesus and Mary. So we know we can conclude that he had died before the public life of our Lord for a couple of reasons. That Jesus entrusts his mother to a disciple. Well, if Joseph was still alive, that wouldn't make sense at the, when he's, Jesus is on the cross. And he's never actively mentioned uh, being present during the Lord's public life. So there's a tradition that he died in the arms of Jesus and Mary, having served Jesus and Mary his whole life. And that's the definition, really, of a happy death. Yeah. And, you know, I just watched one of the episodes of The Chosen, and uh, it was Mary was with the disciples, and she was sharing about the early life of Jesus, you know, kind of in this creative imagination of the uh, of the filmmakers of the show but one of the things that Mary said was you know when Joseph died Joseph or Jesus matured and grew up quickly you know in a sense mm. and I'm like wow that's a that's a great thought to especially plant because the chosen is really this evangelical project but here mm -hmm. we have Mary talking about Joseph and it's getting them to think a little bit even about Saint Joseph and so that was something that I really appreciated in that episode I saw. Mm -hmm. And so St. Joseph approaches death with trust and hope. And he's able to do so because he has Mary and Jesus uh, right there. Uh, if people want to watch this little 30-minute show on St. Joseph, patron of a happy death, how they would just buy it from the religious catalog. Is that right? Or is it available on demand on mm -hmm. the app? Or how can people watch it? 
Yes, so it should be available on demand if you go to EWTN's website, or you can get the DVD at EWTN Religious Catalog. And you know, what's interesting about St. Joseph is that there's no words about him ever having done anything for himself. And there's a way in which we men, we prove our love through our actions. So we have no word of Joseph recorded, but we have a lot of his actions and they're all in the service of protecting and providing for Jesus and for Mary. And so that's a good model for us of how we are to live our lives, just of a self-gift, right? Giving of ourselves. But I often say God is never outdone in generosity. And so when Joseph gave of himself, he received even more, right? From the Immaculate Virgin Mary and from the loving heart of Jesus, his son, that it came back to him even more abundantly. Now, I'm assuming you as a religious, you know, your father, Joseph, and so you took that as your religious name or that name was assigned to you. Mm -hmm. Was there always this tender devotion to St. Joseph in your life? Yeah, there's an interesting connection with that. You know, I was an engineer, so I used to work in the medical field, and Mother Angelica was having problems at the network in the early years. This was like the third year of its existence. They just drop off the air some nights. So one night on a live show, she says, as you can tell, we need an engineer. So if you want to come help us, come help us. And at that time, I felt a stirring within me that I was supposed to serve God in some way. I'd worked in the medical field for five years. So I wrote to her and I said, I volunteer. I'll help you out for one year, <laughs> which ended up being the rest of my life. <laughs> well, I would do things like fix the TVs for the sisters. And I worked a lot with the transmitters and those things. So they started calling me Joseph because I was manually doing things for them. And I was going to daily mass and I was starting to grow in my own prayer life. And of course, the sisters had adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. So they had given me that name before I entered religious life. Mother started our community two years after. I had come there as an engineer and the Lord showed me that's what I was to do. So that was the name I chose. Oh, beautiful. And, and so he's been with you ever since uh, with that. And what are some ways that EWTN as an organization, as the television network, as the Friars and the Sisters, how have they really observed uh, the year of St. Joseph? Yeah, well, especially um, when Bishop Baker, like Green Bay had done, he had a year of St. Joseph in Birmingham. We had this beautiful statue that we had gotten from South America. It's a gorgeous statue that we made very prominent for people to be able to come. We had the litany of St. Joseph in the pews. So people could come, they could obtain the uh, indulgence of that year, and they could pray and uh, increase their own devotion and seek his intercession for their particular needs during that year. So that was one of the things that we did, especially in the diocesan uh, year of St. Joseph. But then this year, I also did a program on Joseph uh, a model for workers. So I did that for May 1st. And then I did this one for November 2nd, Joseph of a pat uh, patron of a happy death. I see. And and what's your hope? So we've had this whole year dedicated to St. Joseph now, and we've discovered devotion, rediscovered it. We've asked his intercession. What's your hope for the next year now? You know, the grace is obtained. 
how can we better appreciate him going forward as this year concludes? Yeah, well, the more we know, the more we can love, right? And the Franciscan emphasis is on the heart and on devotion. The Dominican emphasis is more on we come to know first and then we come to love. But I think they're both, of course, together, that knowledge and love. So hopefully we've grown in our knowledge of St. Joseph. We've come to appreciate his role and um, just really how he really is a model for us and an intercessor for us. You know, blessed Pius IX made him the patron of the universal church in a time of great difficulty for the church. And he did so because he saw that God had entrusted his most precious treasures, namely Jesus and Mary, to the care of Joseph. And so Pius IX wanted to likewise put the, the church into the hands and the intercession of St. Joseph. And I think that's important for us to do in the challenging times that we live in. Yeah, for me, I hope that as we've had this year of St. Joseph, you know, we've always been devoted to Mary. We pray her rosary, we ask her intercession, we visit her shrines. So hopefully now there's a greater awareness of Joseph and the need to ask St. Joseph to pray for us and that we'll continue to seek his prayers in this, in this next year and all, and all the days of our life. That as you've realized, and as the church has taught, he's the patron of a happy and a holy death. And because mm -hmm. he is that, well, then we hope we'll obtain that. Just as we ask Mary to make us, you know, to make us worthy of the promises of Christ, well, we hope St. Joseph will also do that for us as well. So it's been a beautiful year of grace, I think, and a great rediscovery yes. of St. Joseph. And EWTN, yourself, you've contributed to this in so many different ways. And I like something Father Calloway says, you know, we're not single parent um, uh, Christians, right? So we love Mary, of course, but Joseph is there too. And I often point out Andrew Doe's in his book on St. Joseph brings this out, that you look at Lourdes as a place where Our Lady has worked so many miracles for bodies and souls. And you look at the oratory of St. Joseph in Montreal, where Joseph, likewise, you find crutches and so on on the walls, where he too has worked wonders for bodies and souls. And then you could go down to Bogota, Colombia, where you have the child Jesus devotion there that Mother Angelica brought to Hansville, Alabama, and there too. And so like we're invited into the Holy Family. There's Jesus, there's Mary, and there's Joseph across the planet, right, inviting us to be part of the Holy Family. Yeah, and just as we have these companion shrines, as you just brought out, and I never really considered that, you know, I've always noticed the connection of the different titles of, of Mary and Joseph and how they're related, you know, to some of the titles of Mary and the virtues and also St. Joseph and the virtues, and then the fact that we call Mary the health of the sick and St. Joseph is the hope of the sick, that mm -hmm. Joseph is the patron of a holy death, and we have... Uh, Mary praying for us at the hour of our death, that there's a great yes. companionship in these devotions, and that truly we do need Mary and Joseph. We need the entire Holy Family to continue to inspire us uh, as family units, as families themselves, but also individually and relying on their prayers, for sure. And we can think of, you know, saints that point us to devotion to Mary and to devotion to Joseph, to the child Jesus, 
So Bernadette in Lourdes is given that particular grace. Uh, Saint Andre Basset in Montreal telling us to go to Joseph, Ite ad Joseph. And then we can think of saints like Saint Teresa of Avila, Mother Angelica, also had a great devotion to the child Jesus. So they point us also to look to look beyond this, this veil, right? Look beyond this world and see that we have older brothers and sisters in glory and that we have a spiritual mother, a spiritual father. We have a Lord in heaven and we're part of that, uh, that church. Well, this has been such a wonderful conversation, Father Joseph. And uh, when I was looking at the end of the calendar, I said, I really need to get somebody from EWT. And then I saw all of the stuff about the documentary uh, you did, the little show. And I'm like, this will be a great way to end the year of St. Joseph and really to bring a close then to a cup of St. Joe. There might be other episodes. Who knows what's going to happen going forward, but the <laughs> weekly episodes now will come to an end. And, and what a wonderful, holy conversation that we were able to have to do just that, to bring this year to an end. So thanks so much for being with me today, Father Joseph. Great to be with you, and we welcome you back here to show you the shrine. Yes, that's my hope. I, I hope to get back there in 2022. I've, I've started flying again. I hadn't flown for a year and a half, and now I'm back on planes, flying different places, and, and look forward to making my way back down to Alabama for sure. So, and um, yeah, thanks so much for, for agreeing to this and having this conversation with me. You're welcome. And today you've been listening to the final episode of the Year of St. Joseph of A Cup of St. Joe. We've served an espresso shot of teaching. And now stay tuned and we'll pray the litany of St. Joseph. Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Illustrious Son of David, pray for us. Light of Patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray for us. Chaste Guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. Foster Father of the Son of God, pray for us. Watchful Defender of Christ, pray for us. Head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Joseph, most just, pray for us. Joseph, most chaste, pray for us. Joseph, most prudent, pray for us. Joseph, most valiant, pray for us. Joseph, most obedient, pray for us. Joseph, most faithful, pray for us. Mirror of patience, pray for us. Lover of poverty, pray for us. Model of workmen, pray for us. Glory of home life, pray for us. Guardian of virgins, pray for us. Pillar of families, pray for us. Solace of the afflicted, pray for us. Hope of the sick, pray for us. Patron of the dying, pray for us. Terror of demons, pray for us. Protector of holy church, pray for us. Guardian of the Redeemer, pray for us. Servant of Christ, pray for us. Minister of salvation, pray for us. Guide in times of trouble, pray for us. Protector of exiles, pray for us. Protector of the afflicted, pray for us. Protector of the poor, pray for us. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, 
Spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. He made him the Lord of his household and prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God, who in thine ineffable providence did vouchsafe to choose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of thy most holy mother, grant, we beseech thee, that he whom we venerate as our protector on earth may be our intercessor in heaven, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen.